wonderful friends, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Prita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm very happy that you tune in with us uh, today. If you like to make a comment or send us a, a message during the program with uh, questions and comments related to our topic today, you can uh, SMS us on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. The number again is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. This week we approach a very important topic. Uh, rediscovering prayer and we talked about uh, does prayer work why bother anyway can prayer be hindered what did jesus teach about prayer is there any practical advice for new prayers we are going to uh, look a little bit more in detail today about what are the results of prayer and how important is intercessory Prayer. It's good to have David Lima with us again from Family Voice Australia. Always a pleasure, David, to have you with us. Thank you, Nick. And um, today is not exception that we have a very important topic yes. and subject to talk about it. Now, uh, I'm sure um, as a Christian organization, uh, David, as you represent, um, you believe in the power of prayer and the importance mm-hmm. of prayer. Yes. Um, can you encourage our uh, listeners uh, about the power uh, and uh, importance yes. of prayer? Absolutely. Well, the scripture is very clear. The prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective. We read those words in the book of James, and the book of James mentions persecution, of course, and Christians were beginning to be persecuted around that time. And at that point, we certainly start to pray if we haven't been doing so. Now, the reason anything is written in Scripture is because people needed to hear it, and Nick, there may well be people out there who are wondering, am I wasting my time with prayer. Mm. And so James is writing to encourage God's people to say, listen, the the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So it's important to be righteous. Now, we're not righteous because we do good things. We're righteous because of what God has done for us. We're responding to his grace, his gift of salvation. So that's the starting point for any listeners that are struggling out there, Nick, is to turn in faith to Christ, the Saviour and Lord. That makes us righteous. Mm -hmm. And we live according to that because the Holy Spirit comes into our hearts. Now, we don't all get what we want. It's one thing we learn in life. You never get what you want. Uh, And there are some people who pray for things that they shouldn't be praying for, and they're not going to get them because, as we read again in the Scriptures, First John, this is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Very important there. Mm. According to his will, he hears us. So we need to pray and discern and be led by God to pray for the right thing. You know, don't pray for a Ferrari. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> unless it's really from God. So we've got to pray according to God's will. And when we do that, it's amazing how faithful he is. And the scriptures are full of examples of people who have prayed. Sometimes for many years, you think of Hannah, 
there praying for a child. And for many years her prayers were not answered. And Elizabeth, to give a sort of New Testament uh, parallel to that, mm. praying also. She was an old barren woman, but she gave birth to John the Baptist. So yeah. uh, she was praying in accord with God's will, even though everyone was laughing at her, really, mm. for having mm. such a prayer mm. for something so impossible. But God loves to do the impossible. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit more about the importance of prayer. Yes, yes. Well, without prayer we can do nothing. Our Lord Jesus made that very clear because he prayed so often. He'd pray all night. Now, I've been in some prayer meetings which have gone for some time, but I'm not sure that I've prayed for more than about five or ten minutes, Mm. really, when Mm. you think about it. The mind drifts and wanders. But, Nick, it's not so much that we need specific times of prayer, valuable though they may be, but rather what I like to call a lifestyle of prayer or a prayer life rather than a prayer time. Mm-hmm. And that means praying constantly. The Bible says pray at all times. Yes. I mean, if we just got on da- on our hands and, and knees, as it were, and just spent the whole time praying, we'd get nothing done. It doesn't mean that. It means that as we're going about our work, whether it's studying, shopping, doing the dishes, caring for people, whatever it might be, at work, that we're doing so prayerfully. So that, I think, is the, is the key to prayer. And when I mentioned the importance of prayer, I meant to say that uh, we need to prioritize mm-hmm. when we talk about prayer mm-hmm. because you can't just uh, do everything else and if you have time, uh, then uh, you may pray. Squeeze it in. Yeah, yeah I, I believe that's why it's important. Mm-hmm. The prayer, it's uh, at the top of the list, if you like, for your daily yes. things to do. Yes. When I say that, I'm wondering, uh, David, can you remind again us, you know, and our listeners about the biblical teachings on prayer yes. for the authorities? Because I believe, you know, uh, when you are in, um, in a position of leadership, you are responsible not only for yourself and how you manage your life. Absolutely. So praying for the authorities, it's, the scriptures are full of it. You know, Abraham, Abraham prayed for Abimelech mm-hmm. and, and healed him. It goes right back to Genesis, praying. For, he was the king of Gerar. So right back there in Genesis, and then in various other places, we think of the book of Ezra, which records the decree of Cyrus that he would rebuild the temple and urge them to pray for him and for his sons. Mm-hmm. And, and then we think of God's people in exile in Babylon, there to pray for the king and to pray for Babylon and to enrich Babylon. And then in the New Testament era, of course, uh, Paul says that we should pray as a priority for kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives. And, you know, Nick, our Lord Jesus showed us to pray for the authorities even in their presence when he was being crucified. He prayed to his Father, forgive them for they know not what Mm. they do. Mm. So the scriptures are full of examples of us praying for the civic authorities or the importance and um, they certainly need our prayers because they, our civic authorities are losing wisdom the wisdom of God so vitally needed for our community and David do you have anything um, like experience or something to share as a result uh, of your prayer yes well let's think now I recall once being stranded Somewhere it was on the Air Peninsula, and it was an end of end of high school camp, and I'd gone down there, and uh, I I decided to go inland to meet a friend, but of course on the way I got lost, I got bogged, I was starting to get heat stroke, 
I managed to get back to the campsite. Everyone had gone. Mm. <laughs> so it was going from bad to worse. And I remember really crying out to God at that point and just knowing his incredible peace that he loved me no matter what was going wrong. So that was just one little experience I've had of the power mm. of prayer to comfort me and keep me going and away I went. That's wonderful because, you know, prayer can uh, uh, give you wisdom, yes. can uh, also give you direction. Yes. Prayer also, through prayer, you can uh, have some things explained to you, you know? Indeed. Is there anything else which you'd like to I'd share? I'd love to conclude with this wonderful statement from a Christian from the 5th century, John Chrysostom. And he said these words, The power of prayer has subdued the strength of fire, bridled the rage of lions, silenced anarchy, extinguished wars, appeased the elements, expelled demons, burst the chains of death, enlarged the gates of heaven, relieved diseases, averted frauds, rescued cities from destruction, stayed the sun in its course and arrested the progress of the thunderbolt. In sum, prayer has power to destroy whatever is at enmity with the good. I speak not of the prayer of the lips, but of the prayer that ascends from the inmost recesses of the heart. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing with us that. Uh, and uh, may God bless you as you continue to share with uh, many people around uh, in, in your uh, work you do for Family Voice Australia. And uh, looking forward to see you again. Thanks so much. Abide with me, fast falls the eventide. Darkness deepens, Lord, with me abide When other helpers fail and comforts me Help of the helpless, oh, abide with me Swift to its close ebbs out life's little day Earth's joys grow dim as glories pass away Change and decay and all around I see O Thou who changes not, abide with me I need Thy presence every passing hour but thy grace can foil the tempter's power Who like thyself my guidance they can be Through cloud and sunshine, Lord, bind with me Where it's dead sting, where grave like victory 
triumph still if thou abide with me. Welcome back. This is Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A and you are listening to Nick Rita and my co-host today is Kevin Musarira. And uh, Kevin is an emergency uh, doctor and part of Faith Adventist uh, Center in Mosson Lakes, uh, part of the leadership uh, in Mosson Lakes there. And uh, he has a passion for both physical and spiritual well-being and he works in community uh, you know for on the front line for the physical and spiritual side you know to save people dr kevin welcome to our program thank you nick good to be here Look, it's really good to be able to chat with you now. Um, some while ago, I have opportunity again to to have you on the program here. But uh, today it's very important because the topic we are um, approaching, particularly today, um, how does prayer change our world? And we are going to look into how prayer change our life individually, but also the effects of the intercessory prayer as uh, Jesus instructed us and uh, the disciples uh, practice um, the intercessory prayer also. Now, just uh, before we are uh, going into the topic a bit more in depth, I like to uh, tell our listeners that I have a special gift for you today. And that's an incredible answer to prayer. And that book can be yours if you send us a text uh, right now, if you SMS on 4 and you can just ask for the book, uh, Incredible Answers to Prayer, and don't hesitate to do that. Dr. Kevin, uh, if I could ask a, a question, um, what is the role of prayer in changing our world? Well, I think uh, uh, specifically when we're talking about prayer that changes our world, we're talking um, at least in part uh, about intercessory prayer. Now, the question is, what is intercessory prayer? Uh, The word intercession is uh, derived from uh, two Latin words. The first word is inter, which means between, Mm -hmm. and the second word is sedere, which means go. So intercedere is to be the go-between. So uh, in this case, uh, in this context, we're talking about the go-between between God and our fellow man. So um, when we have situations or we have loved ones that are going through things and we uh, go to the Lord to ask him to intervene in their situation, that is an example of intercessory. Mm. Oh, that's, uh, that's beautiful. Um, that, then is it necessary to intercede? Well, it appears to be. It might sound a bit counterintuitive if you think about uh, dealing with an almighty, all-sovereign, all-knowing God. Why does God want us to get involved in situations between himself and either another situation or other people? If we read in Ezekiel, it appears that God does require it. God requires us to come to him on behalf of others in order for him to work and intervene in the affairs of men. I want to have a quick um, uh, reference to Ezekiel, uh, the book of Ezekiel chapter 22, 
verse 30 to 31, um, I'm reading from the message. It says, um, God is speaking here, I looked for someone to stand up for me against all this, to repair the defenses of the city, to take a stand for me and to stand in the gap to protect this land so I wouldn't have to destroy it. I couldn't find anyone, not one. So I'll empty out my wrath on them, burn them to a crisp with my hot anger, serve them with the consequences of all they've done, decree of God, the master. So we see here an example where God wanted to show mercy Mm. on his people because they had disobeyed him. And he was looking for someone to stand in the gap, Mm -hmm. to to be a go-between him and the people so he could express and deliver the mercy that he had in his heart. But because he couldn't find anyone, because there was no intercessor, God couldn't show them the mercy that he intended. That's interesting. Um, I heard the story, it goes a little bit like this, uh, Dr. Kevin, uh, saying that, you know, uh, the enemy of God, Satan, he will claim on this earth, we belong to him because we are all sinners. We all listen to his uh, um, deceiving. Um, and I heard this story going a bit like this, that Satan will, will um, kind of uh, tell God that leave them alone. They are mine. You know, they gave allegiance to me. And the story goes a bit that when a person intercedes for another sinner, you know, a sinner for another sinner, God will answer to the enemy, to Satan, a bit like this. I'm just answering uh, a prayer request. Absolutely. Uh, Nick, <laughs> that, that's, a, that's very insightful because if we go back to um, Genesis uh, specifically Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and I will read that quickly um, it says here uh, I'm trying to find that 26 to 28 God spoke reading again from the message mm-hmm. let us make human beings in our image make them reflecting our nature so they can be responsible for the fish in the sea and the birds in the air the cattle and yes earth itself and every animal that moves on the face of the earth God created human beings he created them God-like reflecting God's nature he created them male and female. God blessed them. Prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge. Be responsible for fish in the sea and birds in the air, for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. So we see men, human beings, male and female, were made in God's image mm-hmm. to represent God in the rulership of the earthly things. But we lost that um, that. Uh, to a certain extent, that, that mandate because of the fall. Yeah. But God still recognizes our rulership over the earth. So when God wants to do something, he wants to do it through his representatives, you and me. And that is why intercession, our partnering with God, our involvement with God is so important to the ultimate fulfillment of God's purposes on this earth. Absolutely. And uh, Kevin, um, would you be able to just give us some uh, examples uh, from the Bible of uh, intercessory prayer? I think uh, one of the uh, best examples of intercessory prayer is uh, Daniel, the prophet Daniel. Um, A quick um, background. Mm -hmm. Daniel was one of the um, captives that was taken to Babylon. And um, while he was there, he read in the Bible, in the prophet of Jeremiah, 
that God had designated a certain period of time that the children of Israel were to be in captivity. Mm-hmm. I believe it was 70 years. After that time, God had decreed previous to this that they were to be released to be able to go back to Jerusalem. So we see in Daniel chapter 9 verses 1 to 19, and I encourage you in your, t- in your spare time or when you have time to read through this, we see that Daniel actually after reading the prophetic word, goes to God and basically pleads for the children of Israel to return back to Jerusalem as was prophesied by the prophet Jeremiah. Oh, that's, uh, that's a very good example uh, there, um, Kevin. And, you know, even I was thinking about another example in the Bible, you know, uh, in the New Testament, a person who really, you know, cared about uh, his uh, fellow believers. Uh, and I'm thinking of uh, Apostle Paul. Now, if uh, uh, Apostle Paul says uh, in Ephesians, you know, in, uh, you can read the book of Ephesians, you know, chapter 1 and uh, even up to chapter 6, he speaks quite a bit about uh, how Paul intercedes uh, in prayer. And he says he never stopped praying for them Continually, you know, mm. and he says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Mm. And I heard this, I mean, you may hear this phrase here. Prayer does not change God's mind. Mm. It does change ours. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, uh, that's what we need to pray because uh, we are going to be changed. You know, and uh, we'll, we'll come to this a little bit uh, maybe later just to see the effects of our lives to be changed. And it's not easy to change, Kevin, mm. uh, because we are still in this uh, sinful nature mm. and we are predisposed to sin from the beginning, from when we we were born. And we heard uh, in previous programs during the week, um, even babies, you know, they don't even talk, but they know to do some things, you know, which which will show that uh, nature of sin. And I just like to pick up on that a little bit. You know, you mentioned that, you know, Prayer is not there to change God, but we get changed. In fact, prayer is an invitation to partner with God to fulfill the purposes of God. Mm. And as we just uh, mentioned in this example with Daniel, Daniel's uh, imp- um, uh, motivation to pray was a revelation of God's will. Mm-hmm. And so he went to God and put to God a petition that God would do his will. So it's our privilege not to wrestle with God and make him do something that he doesn't want to to do, but our privilege to partner with him to fulfill his purposes on earth. Now, that's very good. That's very good, uh, uh, Kevin. Uh, Yes, uh, I was going to ask you another question, but I'm just thinking to take a short break again, uh, play a song, and then... um, We'll come back to to continue with uh, some of uh, uh, these uh, interesting 
uh, approach, you know, in terms of intercessory uh, prayer. And um, I may just uh, pray this uh, this song uh, right now, and I will uh, come back to you in a, in a second. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne make all my wants and wishes
Welcome back. You are listening to Fate FM Drive Time BQNA with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Dr. Kevin Musarita. And we are talking about prayer today. How does prayer change our world? Before we are continuing with our program, I would like to uh, bring to your attention some events going on here in uh, Adelaide. And... Um, just receive a message from one of our presenters here on uh, Drive Time uh, from Pastor uh, Fabiano that uh, they organizing an African youth conference and that's uh, going to happen on March 19th of March from um, 6.30 p.m., and location is Paravista Seventh-day Adventist Church. That's uh, uh, 132 to 134 Nelson Road, Paravista. And uh, refreshments are provided also there. Follow up by the next day, um, March 20. Uh, location now, it's on uh, Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, 388 Montague Road, Paravista. And uh, Saturday night, uh, indoor sports. Uh, These uh, young Africans, they are going to put together a very important and exciting conference there. Uh, if you like to, to go there, don't hesitate to register. Also, you can um, uh, go to the website uh, sayouth at adventist.org.au. Now another event uh, coming up uh, in uh, in March again is that uh, uh, Pastor Gary, another uh, presenter on uh, Drive Time uh, uh, here, which you know very well, um, Pastor Gary Hochkan, he's putting together a series, a mini series of uh, talks about four angels, the end times, and the gospel climax. Four angels and the, uh, the end time uh, gospel climax considers end time religious trends through a renewed focus on biblical prophecy. The series responds to some of the biggest questions of the contemporary Christian scene. What are the big religious trends currently impacting the Christian world? What does Jesus have to say about the and times, righteousness, judgment, and justice making. Why can't man achieve it? Does the gospel have anything to say about evolutionary belief? Is the ecumenical spirit the same as biblical unity? I think that's a very uh, important one also. Why is a biblical religion facing a perfect storm? When? And where the first two sessions occur on 13 of March at 11 o'clock and location is Seventh-day Adventist Church in Prospect, 5 to 17 Belleville Street. Also, if you like to continue with the next presentation, they are going to happen every evening from 7 p.m. except... Uh, on Wednesday and then we'll finish with uh, the last two presentations on uh, Saturday March the 20th 
Ger will be very happy to see you there and you can uh, make contact directly with uh, our presenter uh, Gary Hochkan here on uh, uh, Faith FM Drive Time. Also, I would like to bring to your attention another one and this is where um, uh, I come in picture because I organize um, a program at Seven Day um, uh, Adventist Center in Moson Lakes, Faith Adventist Center in Moson Lakes, and that's located on number 12 to 24 Garden Terrace, Moson Lakes. Uh, venue is Denison Center. And every Saturday in the afternoon from uh, 2 p.m., from the next five weeks, we are going to have a Forgive to Live program. That's a very important one. Already we have the first uh, presentation uh, last week and uh, we encourage you to come along, uh, come along and um, learn a little bit more how to manage, you know, some of your uh, um, things going on in life. Forgive to Live is the name of the program. Uh, for that, you can uh, um, contact us. You can even write a message uh, right as we speak to uh, 04 or you can contact directly to my phone number 0401-305-077 and I can give you more information about that program. Now, Dr. Kevin, uh, coming back to our topic uh, today, how does prayer change the world? And uh, we talked about, uh, um, you know, uh, we, we looked at some examples in the Bible about intercessory prayer. Um, now, what are the characteristics of effective intercessory prayer, Dr. Kevin? Yes, uh, Nick, I think I want to um, just reiterate the first point we made uh, before the break in that successful intercessory prayer is about being in the will of God. If we look at 1 John chapter 5, verses 13 to 15, it reads, My purpose in writing is simply this, that you who believe in God's Son will know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you have eternal life and the reality and not the illusion and how bold and free we are then become in his presence, freely asking according to his will, sure that he's listening, and if we're confident that he's listening, we know that what we've asked for is as good as ours. Mm. So that's really powerful. Absolutely. Uh, Because it it releases us into the will and purposes of God, and not into our own self-centered, selfish, sometimes selfish um, agendas. So, Centered in the will of God, we are confident that our intercessory prayers will be answered. So I think that, that that's, a, that's a key component of being successful in intercession. Uh, the next uh, characteristic, which we find in our key text, remember Daniel chapter 9, uh, verses 1 to 19, which I'm sure most of you will get the opportunity to read, is that in order to successfully intercede, it's important to have a correct view of God. Uh, we need to approach God in the right way, understanding who he is and what he means to us. And if we go back to that uh, passage in Daniel chapter uh, uh, chapter 9, we find that um, if we look, for example, in verse 4, Daniel addressing God, he says, O Master, 
great and august God. You never waver in your covenant commitment. Never give up on those who love you and do what you say. Mm. That is showing God reverence. That's God, that's giving God his place. That's understanding how great and majestic he is. That's acknowledging that he never lies. He never fails. He's always consistent, fully, fully trustworthy. So when we position ourselves in a correct manner towards God, we are positioning ourselves to receive answered prayer within the will of God. And if we um, read uh, later on in that same passage, um, Daniel also addressing God, he says, you have done everything right, O Master. That's uh, acknowledging God's righteousness. That's acknowledging God's justice. That's acknowledging that God can be trusted. So, as you can see, when we acknowledge God for who he is, we position ourselves in the correct way. Actually, the person who's been changed is yourself. Mm, because, right. you, because you are, are leaning into God. You're learning who is he, who he is. You're acknowledging who he is and you're able to receive who he is because you recognize who he is. So that's the, uh, second, uh, important, uh, thing. Uh, Similarly, uh, further down in, in the same chapter, verse 14, you, our God, had a perfect right to do this since we persistently and defiantly ignored you. In other words, God, you are just. What you decide to do is just. We don't come to complain against you. We come to receive what, who you are and what you do. So, Correctly positioning ourselves before God, having a correct view of God is another important characteristic of successful intercession. And um, just uh, before we uh, keep going, um, uh, Dr. Kevin, I just, uh, it came in my mind uh, talking about uh, how prayer can change our lives, you know, uh, and the thought came in my mind, uh, prayer can change things, perhaps. You know, but prayer certainly can change people and people can change things mm. once they are changed. That's right. You know, just um, a bit of, a, of my experience uh, when I uh, uh, gave my life to God and uh, uh, I wanted God to work in my life more and um, sort out some of the things, you know, in my life and just. One thing I will, uh, I will mention, um, I was a smoker, I was a drinker, you know, I was involved in show business and stuff like that, and I could not give up smoking. Now, I tried that for a long period of time, and um, for one year, actually, I was smoking the same but not buying cigarettes because all my friends were giving me <laughs> cigarettes, and uh, um I was desperate in a way, you know, I thought, wow, uh, that's very difficult. I just opened my heart to God and I just prayed to God and I said, oh, Lord God, you know, if you, you are there up there, I know you are powerful. You can do anything. Please take away from me this desire of smoking, you know, Kevin, in the next moment, you know, I could feel that I don't have the desire to smoke again, you know. Mm. I never touch a cigarette again mm. from that day. Wow. Before, I tried to even mark in the calendar, uh, you know, when I decided to give up, you know, uh, smoking. 
and uh, never worked. You know, we even joking around with with the friends there, saying that uh, oh, uh, the day after tomorrow. I'll have two days since I gave up smoking, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and I could, I could see, I could see the power of prayer if we are taking seriously. And just early in the program, uh, uh, talking to David Lima from Family Voice Australia and always appreciate uh, his uh, input, you know, his thoughts too, is that, uh, uh, yeah, we were talking that you need to be intentional and to prioritize. You can't afford to put prayer just uh, uh, somewhere um, secondary, you know, in your uh, uh, daily uh, life. Mm. You have to put it first. You can't afford just to say, if I'll have time, I may pray, you know, because that's not working uh, that's right. like that. That's right. And um, yeah, and now we, we were talking here uh, and you gave us um, uh, some very good uh, um, spiritual food there. We are talking about uh, what are the characteristics of uh, effective uh, intercessory prayer. Mm-hmm. What else would you like to share uh, further on, uh, Dr. Kevin? I think one uh, very important um, thing to to realize when we're praying for others it's really important that we come to a position where we identify with the people that we're praying for. Um, and uh, Daniel, in the uh, passage that we've been referring to, is a very good example of how to identify with those for whom you are praying. You'll see, for example, in uh, um, somewhere between verses 4 and 8, this is Daniel praying. He's praying for his um, fellow Jews, And this is what he says. Yet we have sinned in every way imaginable. We've done evil things, rebelled, dodged, taken detours around your clearly marked paths. We've turned a deaf ear to your servants, the prophets. We preached your word to other, who preached your word to other kings and leaders, our parents and all the people in the land. Now, Daniel was known as being a very righteous man. In fact, Mm. at some point, People were looking for something uh, to find fault with him, his enemies, his political enemies, but they couldn't find anything wrong with him. And yet this very man is saying, we have sinned. Yes. In other words, he's not putting any distance between himself, however righteous his life was. He's putting himself together with the failing and sinfulness of of his fellow Jews. That's power in identifying yourself with the... whom you you pray for absolutely because it's one thing just to because otherwise can be just a routinely um, approach you know you just say okay and by the way we mentioned this one during the week Uh, we talked we talk a lot about prayer and we can even say to people i will pray for you and probably we never uh, we never pray Mm. Um, that's why it's important to put yourself in the situation. That's right. To identify yourself with the same situation and then uh, you can really uh, pray, you know, and as you'll pray for yourself. Absolutely. Mm. And that that's being an effective go-between because you are putting yourself in the shoes of the people for whom you're praying. Mm. And when we think about identifying with others when you come to God, the epitome of that is Jesus himself. The Bible talks about how Jesus became sin mm-hmm. in order for us to become saved. So he identified himself completely 
with humanity. He set aside his Godhead, as it were, and became a man. And then he became sin before God in order to, he sacrificed himself in order that we may not be punished for the sins for which we are responsible. That is the epitome of intercession where he took upon himself the burden and identity of sin before the Father in order that we may be saved. That is the spirit of Christ. That is the spirit of intercession. Oh, that's uh, that's wonderful. And uh, by the way, again, uh, listening to this program today here, you may have an experience with prayer or you like us to pray for you. Please don't hesitate to send a message to 04888880811 and share with us. You are part of this family. While you decided to listen to us on Faith FM, I believe you have in your heart a desire to know God more and to share with others. And as we talk about today, about the power of prayer and what are the results of prayer, you may have a wonderful experience to share. Please don't hesitate to contact us. 4 Sorry, I interrupted you there, uh, Dr. Kevin. Just <laughs> keep going. No, thank you very much. So I think the next important um, um, characteristic of successful intercession is that we appeal to God on the basis of his compassion, not on our self-justification, not on any excuse, not on anything that good we have done, but on the immeasurable, insurmountable compassion of God. And Daniel expresses it this way in verse 18. Turn your ears our way, God, and listen. Open your eyes and take a long look at our ruined city, this city named after you. We know that we don't deserve a hearing from you. Our appeal is to your compassion. This prayer is our last and only hope. Mm. So no excuses, Daniel. He wasn't making any excuses for himself or for his fellow believers or fellow Jews, but he was appealing to a sure winner, which is the compassion and mercy of God. Oh, that's wonderful. And uh, how many, like Daniel, we need today? Absolutely. And um, there are many things uh, I heard, um, Dr. Kevin, as I uh, go around um, where people are um, kind of disappointed that uh, we lost that sort of community where we can even pray for each other, share with each other, support each other, understand each other. I was visiting the other day a family, you know, large family, uh, Italian background, and we talked exactly the same thing, that we live in a very individualistic society. Mm. And uh, in this context, people don't really share with each other. Mm. And on prayer, I believe it's very important to to change our our approach our attitude even living in a you know western world uh, wherever we, you are you may be distracted you know by certain things in life but we'll encourage you again to make prayer the priority of your life and i think you touch on a very very important point there uh, nick because um, prayer 
is a way in which we share our lives together. Mm. And God, uh, he refers to himself as our father and us as his children. Uh, the paradigm is the paradigm of family. God wants us to live as family, not as individuals. And prayer is one way in which we carry each other's burdens and make the burden light. Mm, mm. And even um, again from uh, Apostle Paul, uh, he continues to say in Ephesians that ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus, I have not stopped remembering you in my prayers. Now, you may not be present um, there to pray with people, but you can still pray for people. Absolutely. And I... I certainly, you know, uh, experienced that in my life, being away from my loved ones, you know, uh, being here in Australia and they back home in Europe, in Romania, uh, through prayer, you know, prayer brought a lot of comfort. That's right. Uh, to my soul. And uh, even when I, I was over the phone and just talking to uh, my family, hearing that they praying for me or they hearing that I pray for them, that was very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um And yeah, uh, prayer is a, it's a conversation That's right. uh, with God and uh, with each other. It's um, a primary aim, uh, you know, to to partnership. That's right. To partnership. And uh, how important is uh, that for the whole week, we were uh, talking about rediscovering prayer. Mm. Uh, now, if this is for you, um, a wake-up call, You know, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to um, to be part of your experience with God in prayer. We are approaching uh, the the end of our program slowly, slowly, uh, Doctor Kevin. Um, can you just bring us uh, together a bit uh, more? We we yeah. will have another five minutes. Yeah, I uh, want to add one last point about the characteristics of um, uh, effective. Um, intercession and that is the goal of intercession is to bring glory to God Daniel puts it this way in verse 19 of the chapter that we've mentioned before master listen to us master forgive us master look at us and do something master don't put us off your city and your people are named after you you have a stake in us. In other words, God, by helping us, we are bringing glory and praise to your name. And that's an, that's a very important and liberating motivation to bring glory to God. That's beautiful, um, uh, Dr. Kevin. And, uh, we, we have messages coming from, um, our listeners, particularly, um, One thing, uh, that wonderful book again, which I will uh, mention to you, uh, Incredible Answers uh, to Prayer. And um, thank you for uh, uh, writing us and we'll make sure that uh, you'll have this book in your hands. And I'll just say uh, hello to Heidi. Uh, thank you for that uh, message. Again, always during Drive Time program, you can SMS on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Dr. Kevin, I would like today, before we finish, to pray. Would you be able to share with us and with our listeners uh, a prayer? Mm. And let's 
pray. We may not know uh, things in in um, in the life of our listeners, mm-hmm. but uh, we know generally that we are in a very troubled world. Mm-hmm. Let's pray uh, today. Father in heaven, thank you that we can come before you this evening. You're the father of lights. You're the father of spirits. You're the God of love. You know our needs even before we speak them. But you bid us to come to you and we come to you today on behalf of so many that are lonely, so many that are confused, so many that are anxious, so many that are reaching out for a meaning in life. Father, you are the answer. You are the yes. You are the amen to all of this. And we come to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Kevin. Uh, and thank you for taking time from your busy schedule to come with us and share with us on this very important uh, topic. And please continue to work for the salvation of men, physically and spiritually. I really appreciate your uh, passion for uh, uh, working with uh, with people. And I know that you are um, planning to have uh, uh, groups, you know, in your home. And your home is always open, and that always, uh, you know... Uh, um, touch my heart. Uh, by the way, just on that one, in, in 30 seconds, uh, because you are planning to open your house to have some, um, uh, some people to come and learn more and even to pray yes. together. Well, you know, we try to follow the New Testament pattern, uh, where the pattern was people used to go to homes to have fellowship, to pray, to attend to the apostles' teaching and to the breaking of bread, a very communal lifestyle, a life that is engaging with each other together with the Lord. And that's what we do. Thank you very much for that. Uh, contact us if you like to hear more about that and you may be part uh, of those uh, uh, gatherings. Right now, we are closing here and uh, we are inviting you to come back uh, um Again, next topic will be a very important one again. Truth in the age of fake news. Join us again. Until then, may God richly bless you. Continue to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. I will leave you with a beautiful song, The Lord's Prayer by Merlita Fong. Fuck.